You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's a Tuesday afternoon, so it's time to speak to Ian Crookshanks, who's the Chief Economist at the Centre for Risk Analysis at the South African Institute for Race Relations. Tomorrow's the budget, Ian. You must be looking forward to it enormously. <laughs> Are we going to be exhausted of the whole question of the budget by the time we get there? But uh, certainly pre-budget nerves uh, have dominated uh, the whole approach to the investment uh, community in, in the last uh, few weeks, but particularly in the build-up recently. There is grave concern over how he's going to, cons- uh, to treat what, it, what must be a growing rapidly advancing deficit and and what he's going to attack, whether he's going to attack the nation's savings, in other words, uh, make a a dent into prescribed investments, whether he's going to add on to personal taxes in the way of VAT, whether he's going to put the corporate sector out of business by increasing their taxes anymore. It all sounds like a choice of of, the good, the bad and the very bad. Yes. It's quite right. And speaking about that, the business cycle came out today, the leading economic indicator. The leading indicator, it says, says, shows likely weaker GDP outcomes in the first half of 2020. VAT and or income tax hikes in the budget, if they occur, would worsen the economic growth outlook for South Africa. Pretty pretty obvious. Let's have a look at that indicator now. What it do? December 2019's leading business cycle indicator released today by the Reserve Bank eased to 104.4 from 104.7. Do you like this indicator, Ian? Yes, I follow it uh, all, all continually. It, it's proved very. We've, we've checked it back. It's very reliable uh, for the medium term uh, for the medium term outlook. So if you're looking at six to nine month uh, outlook, that's still it's not exactly medium term. But yes, uh, it's it's a good indicator as to what's likely to develop in the economic uh, in the economy over that period. Much better than just looking for a few months at or a month at a time. Uh, I like it, and I think it's a reliable indicator. And uh, I like being able to speak to the Reserve Bank about it, who put a great deal of, of confidence in it. Very good. Okay, we've got that. Now let's let's have a look at the corporate world. Actually, before that, I got an email from one of your colleagues about a, a roundtable or a discussion group that you you had, and you had them on on many yeah. Mondays. And this time it was about expropriation of land without compensation. And you had some luminaries there. What was the outcome? Was it was it a feisty discussion? It was indeed. We had the feisty commentators. You know, amongst them, of course, was Darby Root, uh, chief economist at the Efficient Group. Uh, Lumkili Mondi from the Wits uh, Economic School, and uh, he was pretty definite in his condemnation of, of uh, ANC uh, business policy. And then Magnus Haystack, of course, the renowned uh, Brentist asset manager. Mm. Um, and, you know, all three came down strongly against uh, government policy, against horror, against uh, what uh, an expropriation without compensation can do, and, and, and also agreement that it's not just farming property, agricultural property, that one should be afraid of. It's all assets. It's becoming a socially central, central directed economy that seems to be stronger and stronger development amongst the ANC, and uh, we are very concerned about that. And so were the panel. The panel were, were, were just said just to take this into account before any investment decision was taken, regardless of what those assets were, whether they were paper-based, uh, uh, land-based, or whatever. Okay, so more or less a consensus view that it was a bad idea, even if it's executed in a responsible way. Is that right? How can you exercise in a responsible way the, uh, the illegal theft of, of, uh, of, of assets? Yep. Anyway. Well, yeah. now you put it like that, I see exactly what you mean. Yes, corporate results coming out today... 
Uh, you were at the JSC this morning for their numbers. What happened? Yes, yes. And so, uh, as expected, I mean, they, the JSC reflects the economy as a whole, reflects the investment cycle. And so uh, earnings and profits were down over 20%. But that's, you know, reflecting also the lower activity in the economy as a whole. That was seen in lower activity on the markets. They certainly are uh, concentrating very hard on, on efficient operations, and one can see the benefit in that. They've had a massive uh, reduction or considerable reduction in headcount, and I think the, uh, it does look as though, uh, uh, that, as though they, they've really got the cost operational side uh, operating very smoothly. Good. Okay. Well, at least it's uh, keeping its head above water. And, 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 and as profitably, sorry, and as profitably as can possibly be expected. Uh, it remains to be seen whether the new CEO uh, is going to, to fit in. It's Dr. Lila Faree. She's got quite an interesting background, PhD in, in uh, economics and financial sciences, um, and and I think that she comes across very credibly. So, well, uh, potentially. It looks like another good leader may be developing for the JSC. I saw a set of results coming out of the JSC today from ShopRite, and um, I got a, I got a message from somebody saying oh, these are really really good results. The share price is up ten eleven percent, and I looked at them and I thought I can't see it myself. I can see that they're reasonable. I mean, they're it's just. As I pointed out to the fellow, I just said, you'll clutch at straws these days. Any piece of good news that is construed as such is automatically going to set the share to, to the upside. And that's what happened. And now I'm looking at my leaderboard and I, I can't see share, um, ShopRite anymore. So it must have fallen off. Let me have a look while you're commenting on ShopRite. Well, what, what I see is ShopRite is probably the, the top of the, re, of the reflection of the consumer spending. Consumer spending is under a lot of pressure and going to remain so. Uh, we'll probably be even more so if we've heard the budget tomorrow. But in the meantime, consumers are, are uh, discretionary spending is lower. Even regular monthly shopping is at lower levels. One just has to speak to one's local store manager, uh, and and they they will uh, confirm that. Um, they're they're having to have a heck of a lot more special offers to move stock along continually. Um, I, I think that to maintain revenue to maintain profitability, they're not going to be able to do that uh, on an ongoing basis. So on an annualized basis, I would say uh, I don't see ShopRite, even though it's the top of, of the sector, as being a, on a buy level basis yet. It opened and immediately shot up to 117 rand a share. And again, I didn't see it in the results, and I said this on air this morning. Now it's 104.80, which is down 1%. So from up 11%, uh, or more, to down 1%. It's a big swing. That's a huge turnaround. That just tells you what volatility is in investors' views. And that's an unhealthy sign, to my mind, when you're seeing a so-called blue chip or close to blue chip stock swinging by that amount. just says there's, uh, that's abnormal activity. And to, I would be concerned about it. I don't like the sound of that. And, uh, and I would say it doesn't present a sound investment case right now. No, it doesn't. Uh, Grindrod are coming out with their numbers, I think, on the 4th of March. They came out with a trading statement today. This is, this is one that's undoubtedly going to be hit by the coronavirus. And undoubtedly. You know, uh, and, and, and I think that uh, global shipping, is, if one watches the Baltic Dry Index, it's always an indicator of what's happening in global, the global shipping markets, and, and that's under a lot of pressure. There is less, there are less goods being being shifted, um, 
and and the the, the, uh, the cargoes are going at lower lower carrying costs, uh, but the cost of, of operating is not dropping at all. Um, I, I think that uh, it's it, it's it's not you know, it's worrying regarding the outlook for the for the global trade uh, trade. Yes, indeed. Kiro Holdings have come out with their numbers this morning as well. The Educator are down six and two thirds percent currently, as we pre-record at four o'clock in the afternoon, South African time. Then there's AECI; they're up two and a half percent. Imperial Logistics up point eight percent. Those were not bad, Lindsay. They're okay. Yeah, they were good numbers. People like the AECI story at the moment for some reason. Yes, well, there's the chemical side, and then the uh, the, the, the the other parts that they have on it, um, and I think that really. It's it's solid and reliable, and that is it. But not you know like anything in the market, not to be chased, but one perhaps to add to the shopping basket if and when it pulls back at all. Yes, indeed. Anything else you're seeing apart from the obvious that we've already spoken about results? The the bad sell off yesterday. What is your view on the bad sell off yesterday? Was it a moment in time, or is it going to reemerge at some point? That's it. Well, uh, when you said it, I said, "What is it? It's reality. Mm. That is it." Uh, the coronavirus has still got to wreak a lot more damage before it's through, um, and you know just both globally and and uh, domestically. And we mustn't think that we can escape global trends. We can't. And I really am very concerned as to what the, the global impact can be. And we'll go with it. There is no doubt at all. It was made clear in the JSE uh, uh, presentation today. The impact of foreign traders on our markets. They're still doing well over 20% of total trade in South Africa. And so as the old thing is, prices are made in London, prices are taken in, in Johannesburg, and that is it. Our, our fortunes are directed by offshore, off, offshore traders who are having an increasingly short-term view site. And uh, so, you know, I think that's to be considered. Ian, thank you very much for your wisdom. Very good luck with the budget. We'll speak next Tuesday and go through, pick the bones of that budget. And I look forward to that. Thank you very much for your time, as always. Ian Cruikshanks is the Chief Economist at the Centre for Risk Analysis of the South African Institute for Race Relations. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.